You're listening to Creative Thursday, episode number 213. Welcome to Creative Thursday with Marisa Ann Cummings. We're talking all things life, business, and creativity intended to inspire and empower you wherever you are on your creative journey, both personally and professionally. Thank you for listening. Hi, hello, it's Marisa here. How are you? How are you? I, let's see, where do I want to begin this? All right, short and sweet, three tips to creating your perfect plan. As my regular listener, then you know, or maybe you've gathered, planning has recently become a new passion perhaps even an obsession, a bit of an obsession, (laughs) partly because I just get so excited to have breakthroughs when it comes to my own planning. And I've decided to talk to you a little bit, close out this year. We started to do this last year as well on the podcast to prep you for the year to come. And before I dive into that, a couple of things. One, I know it's trendy. I know. I know people like the momentum of the new year. And then sometimes you say, well, how do I stick with my plan? And, you know, what about enjoying the holidays first? And I understand all of that. And, and my approach is not to get you making tons and tons of lists about everything that you're going to do in the next year. My intention is to energize you to get excited about what is possible for you next year. So let's just make that clear at the beginning. And then let me also come back and talk to you about my thoughts on possibly stopping the podcast. I'm not going to stop. (laughs) I, I thank you for your message. In fact, just today, I know some of you are just listening to that episode. I definitely gave it some serious thought and I heard back from a number of you, which thank you, by the way, it really, really means a lot. And I do want to share a message as I was starting to say that I got from Annie right before I came on to record this. And I'm going to tell you it, it just, it means a lot. It means a lot. I've shared this before, but if you can share with any podcaster, mentor, someone who's made a difference for you in your life, that just letting them know that they've made a difference in some small way, in some big way, in any way, it's very wonderful it's a wonderful thing to do. So I just thank you for that because I got this message from Annie and I was already pretty clear on staying with the podcast and this really took it to a whole new level. Messages like this. Hi Marisa, I just listened to the recent podcast wanted to reply that I hope in all capital letters, you keep podcasting. 
I love listening to you. I always feel more energized about getting to my art and I feel closer to my authentic self listening to you. Kind of like having a conversation with a friend where you feel better after talking with them. That's everything, Annie. That's everything I hope this podcast will be for you. So to have it reflected back to me, just really, it kind of leaves me without words in my appreciation. I I hope you can hear it in my voice. It's really why I do what I do. And it's moments like that where you get the reminder that what you are doing is working And, you know, so many people listen to the podcast and and it's okay. (laughs) I understand. I am also sometimes a silent participant, a silent listener, and uh, I don't hear from you. I don't hear from you. I don't know if this is speaking to you. And as I would advise any artist, you ultimately create work because you're passionate about it and you're passionate about sharing it. And then you let it be. If your passion isn't there and you're not excited about it and you're doing it for any other business reasons or whatever fill in the blank reasons, validation, perhaps it's going to fall flat anyway, because when the going gets challenging, you will always need to call upon that passion and your why and your reason, well, your reason why you're doing anything that you're doing. And for me, that is what the podcast is for. Keeping you connected to your art, you know, keeping you connected to feeling more like your authentic self, making you feel a little bit better than you did before you listened. And that's just so meaningful to me to know that, that it is reaching Annie, (laughs) that it's reaching you, Annie. It's very meaningful for me to know that. And I know that it is reaching you as well. And like I said, I truly appreciate when I hear from you and I truly appreciate that we are living in unprecedented, unprecedented times and it's the holiday season and all of those things. I'm just reminding us all, especially during this season, to take a moment and just thank someone for the work that they're doing. Because I was recently reminded that it doesn't really matter the level of success you have or visibility. Again, I always say fill in whatever definition of success you want. But visibility, huge audience, a lot of people who are really into what your message is and your work you can still want to pack it all in and walk away. And very often it's the people who have something negative to say who will speak up versus the people who have something positive to say. And very often for us sensitive souls, the negative voice will get way more attention in our brain and potentially cause us to make some decisions you know, allowing one negative person to keep you from sharing your message or your art and having an incredible impact with possibly thousands of people. It's so not worth it, right? And logically, we just know that's true. And yet we give into that. And I'm not, I wasn't thinking about leaving the podcast because I've had any negativity. So thank you. I appreciate it. I have, I have 
pretty much 98% of my online career had a super kind audience. I've been fortunate not to have a lot of negative trolling, but I also know that that can come with the territory as you grow larger and become more visible and all of the things. I mean, the bottom line is if we share a creative expression with the world, you have to have, you want to stay connected to your sensitive soul side and you have to have a thick enough skin to continue on even when someone may be taking their pain out on you. That ultimately has nothing to do with you, but you just happen to be the conduit for it that day. So just in case, just in case anyone's gone through anything recently, a reminder to keep going and know that the people who you think don't need any more extra nice comments or they need it too. And they often also consider quitting when, when it feels hard. And this year, especially a lot of people went through a lot of challenging moments when it came to their expression. That's not what the podcast is about today, but I just want to share that with you and that I will continue and I'm continuing because, because I, I might make a difference for someone that day like Annie and because I also am passionate about this expression. It is still the place where I feel the most like myself and I do in, invest you know, a lot of energy into the podcast and have done so consistently for almost exactly two years. Again, we have to celebrate next week, just a little celebration of making it two years, but I do really love this expression. I think I'm also just needing a bit of a break And one thing I will allow myself to do going forward is to possibly take breaks in between and or do a series of episodes together and take a short break and and do a series of episodes together and take a short break. I will allow myself that option and if I choose that, I will definitely share that with you so you can know when to tune in. But for now, just knowing I have that option... For now, I will continue as planned and have a long list of wonderful guests that I hope to bring to you. And I always invite you to please be part of the conversation and reach out to me if you have a question or a topic that you would like to hear my thoughts on or have me bring a guest on. I really, I would love that. But for now... Let's lean into this season change, this sea change, is it? It's a new beginning for sure. There's a little bit of hope and a lot of, a lot of intensity still happening in the world. And one of the ways that I'm able to find my way through this time is by being a better planner Because even if it's an illusion of control, it feels empowering. It does. And whether it's, it, it's really allows me to have that much more control. Of course, it does give me some control. It's more that it gives me a sense of calm. And from a sense of calm, that's where all the good ideas flow. Not from a sense of panic or stress or urgency. I have to share with you... I'm working on some projects coming to you in 
January, and I finally got that book that so many people loved back in the day, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, and I just got it yesterday. I skipped ahead. Stephen Covey's son, Sean Covey, has has done a new edition or has worked on a new edition added added into this new edition that just came out this year. So if you've read it before, it might be worth picking up again. And I think on the audio version, his son, Sean, actually reads it as well. It's a pretty thick book for seven habits. It's a lot, a lot of information for those seven habits, but I'm really excited to learn more about it. Of course, I've heard about it for years and a number of my mentors reference it a lot. And I skipped ahead, which I do. One of the reasons I love to listen to audiobooks, I don't skip ahead as much, but I will just flip open pages and I came across I came across the quadrant that Stephen Covey is known for. I will not speak to it because I'm just learning about it. But one of the areas of the quadrant is urgency. I think he has important. I have it sitting right here. Important, urgent. It's how you prioritize what you're doing, essentially. And I came across the quiz to tell you if you are possibly addicted to urgency. And I've been calling it adrenaline similar, right? Adrenaline addiction, but I am definitely, that's what's going on with me. And, you know, it just opens with, are you, do you work? Do you do your best work under pressure? Many times that answer is yes. And he does give you a scale, but I was pretty high on the scale for most, most of those. In fact, speaking of the podcast, I feel guilty when I take time off work. I do. I don't know why. Nobody's ever guilted me, but that's just some very old beliefs in my in my on a cellular level about work ethic and working hard. I'm I'm the kind of kid that never was like rarely sick for school. Never, well, maybe I played hooky once for a pizza lunch, but I also when I was working for a boss I would rarely call in sick. I mean, almost never. And I'd have to be fever kind of sick to call in. So I just, whether I'm working for someone else or myself, that to me, work is clearly equates to some form of my identity, which is a conversation for another day, a work ethic that is. And I definitely pride myself on my work ethic, but it's time to start shifting a lot of that. And you've heard me If you've been with me since I started the podcast in the past year or two, especially year and a half, you've heard me talk more and more about planning. So today I want to talk to you about three tips to creating your perfect plan. And spoiler alert, they may not be what you think. So we're going to continue to dive deeper in this end of the year series that I'm working on for you. 
but having just completed my overview of 2021, a first for me, especially before the end of the year and a real overview. Like I know what I'm doing pretty much every month of the year, not down to all of the detail, of course, but I know what's happening when, and now I do get to start filling in more of the detail over the next few weeks. The sense of accomplishment and calm that came over me and the decisions that I'm already starting to make because I have insight to where I'm going, it's immense. It's immense. And I know I started to do some of this last year, especially during the holiday break. I have to In full transparency, say I'm really welcoming the break and I'm taking a longer break than I usually do because I just told you we're we're going to be shifting a few things and it's time for me to take a breather and because California is currently in another shutdown, stay-at-home order, it's perfect for me to have no reasons why I need to be going anywhere. I can really focus and I can really unwind and I won't be traveling and I won't be socializing in person and it's going to be quiet and I welcome that. I would certainly love to see people and be out at holiday gatherings, but I'm going to make the best of this time and be quiet. And now I have a plan to start thinking about in terms of what's coming next, to start thinking about the details on. So what I decided is this, in order to create your perfect plan, and we use that word loosely, right? What is perfection anyway? So always put that one in air quotes for me, but I just like the sound of the P's, the alliteration, your perfect plan. We could probably come up with a better, a better P word. (laughs) That might not be so perfect because the plan is meant to be flexible as well to invite inspiration and spontaneity. So here they are. Number one is know you need a plan. Like we're talking about know it like you know the value of it. It has to, speaking of a cellular level, it has to like be in your bones. You just have to know that you need one. Because what I see happening, especially at this time of year and why I was talking about it like it's a trend, is yes, we have all this momentum, but then do we really keep up with everything we're doing? I mean, this is a conversation everybody has every year. And it's deeper than we'll go into in a podcast. But when you know you need one, it's more than just, I have a calendar and I have a day planner and I'm going to get a calendar and I'm going to mark time for me on that calendar. It's more than that. I've reached a a new, deeper level with the plan and you have to really crave it and desire it and know that you need one. I don't know if I articulated that correctly, but it's not superficial is what I'm saying. That's where I think the first, the first area of planning goes wrong is that it's just 
superficial. And because I've been working towards this for a while, I've gone through various stages of this planning evolution. And if you are new to me, I am a free-spirited, spontaneous artist who, as you now know, has an urgency addiction and really resisted a plan. I did not have some good experiences early on, including paying someone to help me with a business plan. It didn't make sense to me. And it was partly at the time to um, possibly seek investment in an e-commerce company I was building. So it had, it was important and was speaking a language that an investor would look at. Business plan different than overall plan. However, however, there's a crossover and whatever style of planning that was, it did not register for me. So I sort of launched into my business entrepreneurial world, not really being clear on how to make a good plan. I've taken courses, I've done lots of research and tuning into podcasts. And like I said, it's become a little bit of an obsession for me. And part of the reason for that, one of the reasons I know I need a plan is the pain of not having one. I know the value of a plan because I recognize the difference and it's reached a point. Well, it reached a point for me where no more, I just couldn't keep doing things the way that I was doing them, even though they worked for me in the past, because they're not going to support me in where I want to go in the future. It's not going to be, there is a saying that one of my mentors says and Maybe he got it from another mentor, but what got you here, James Wedmore always says this, is not what's going to get you there. And that is true, but you have to go through your own experiences to really fully, fully know that. Do you know what I mean? Am I making sense? I can tell you all day long and you can know, everyone can agree. Yes, we need a calendar. Like I said, we need a plan. What kind of day planner do you use? But you really have to want it. Okay, to get the perfect plan, you gotta want it. And then number two, you have to commit to investing more time in that plan than you probably think you need to or should, is my guess. Because the other realization I've come to is the reason. I haven't wanted to create plans is because it, it hurts my head. (laughs) I know that's not a very good sales job for a plan because it forces me to think about things that I normally just kind of make those decisions on the fly. And that's what the pain of doing it that way is, is increasing. And the discomfort of just making the plan is decreasing. And now it's becoming something I relish to sit with it because you're going to sit with it and you're going to think about it. And that's going to take a minute. I'm not talking about pouring, you know, hours and hours and days and days, but even if you did, let's say just, let's just say you did. Do you know how much time that's going to save you in the future? A lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. So much time, so much time and so much stress and 
chaos, potential chaos and discomfort, more discomfort and money perhaps, and just peace. You know, it's, I'm all about creating more peace for 2021. And I'm wondering, I'm wondering if it'll be my word for the year. It seems to continue to come to my mind. And I know for, for the cynical, the cynical planning person, oh, well, great. You know, I had a plan and look at how this year turned out. No plan would have helped me to which I say, oh yes, it would have. And a plan doesn't guarantee any outcome, but it sure does help when life throws things at you, which it it will. Life is challenging. Nobody goes through life without challenges. What are you going to do with them? And when you have a plan in place, you will be able to move through them with more ease and grace and for yourself and for others. So there's nobody that's going to be able to convince me anymore that full spontaneity and flying by the seat of your pants is just the way that creatives need to be and that it works great. I don't believe it. I'm going to call, I'm going to call BS on that. If you enjoy that, then I'm going to suggest that you probably have some attraction to chaos, urgency, uh, adrenaline, all of the things. Because I was recently having a conversation about this with my friend, Alyssa, who runs a really successful floral business. She was a guest on the podcast, Alyssa of Apotheca Flowers. And she was saying that the reason we don't always like to plan is because it's working a part of our brain. Whereas the more spontaneous part, and I don't know, I don't know which part, but I know that the more spontaneous part is the primal part of the brain. And it is the primal part of the brain that we often default to to just kind of get by in life and it's familiar and to actually plan we're dipping into another part of our brain. I'll have to ask Alyssa where she heard that specifically and see if I can track down a resource, but it made a lot of sense to me because that's the part where I say it, it hurts my head. I have resistance to it because it's not familiar to me. It doesn't necessarily, well, it doesn't feel familiar to me. And so it feels odd to do. And what I've done is allow the oddness to just be there while I move through it and get to the other side, which is calm. So just to recap again, number one, know you need a plan. Basically know the value, like really know the value of a plan. Two, commit to investing more time in creating that plan than you think you should. And number three, start earlier in creating the plan than you think you need to, or that you think you should. So if you have time and you feel a sense of calm, which for me, those days, often Sunday, I think Sunday is actually a nice day to plan for the week because there's just a sense of breathing space for me, the way my life works. And that's when a lot of good insight comes and I can think through, I can do that harder thinking or more challenging thinking for me at this time. I can do that with more 
ease. It's more, it becomes more fun versus doing it under pressure because, oh my goodness, I realize I don't have a plan. I've done that as well. (laughs) Trust me, I have come at this from all sorts of angles. So those are your three tips to creating the perfect plan. And you might be saying, well, Marisa, there's nothing about that. How about how to make that plan? That's right. Cause we're not there yet. Because if you don't have this attitude going into your plan, it's going to be the kind of thing. And I'm not going to say that that won't make a difference. It will, but I don't believe it will be lasting for you. Like have a lasting impact on making your life easier, better, more peaceful you can, you know, mark out your months on the calendar. You can do that or you can know when you're going on vacation. Always a good thing. Taking your holidays, you know, know your kids' school year. The, the big, if you're getting married, perhaps you might want to know that. Celebrations, holidays. I know that could also look very different again next year than it did this year. So we're going to be fluid and flexible. That all counts. Everything that you can do towards a plan counts. But to me, that's all superficial unless you can really nail down what you're doing. And that's where I'm going to leave it. So know you need one, like know it, know it, know it, know the value of it. Number two, commit to investing more time than you think you should. And number three, start earlier with your plan than you think you should. So let's just say, I think now is a fine time to start planning for January, whether it was the new year or, or not. I also think if you don't want to do anything now, then maybe use January to start planning for further down the road. It could be February. It seems like a month ahead is good. I know Some people really don't have a full vision for what's going on. You know, they might just want to do six months, but because our life is set up in this calendar year and we have seasons and quarters, I find having a year in mind is really good. So wherever you are, you might be listening to this an entirely different month of the year and you might say, okay, well, I'd like to do this, Marisa. Then I say, give yourself a month ahead of time to start looking at it. Because if you do it on the first of the month, you're already going to be into commitments that you are, you're already in. If you start giving yourself a lead time, you're going to be able to make better decisions. And we'll talk more about that going forward. But for now, that is where I will leave today's episode. And I hope that this is helpful as always. And thank you so much, Annie, Steph. I got your message as well. I really appreciate that. And I'll be back. I'll be back in your ear pods, on your iTunes, on your Spotify, on your Google Play. Where am I, Stitcher? (laughs) On my blog. I also post the podcast to my blog at creativethursday.com. You can find all the well, a number of back episodes there as well. And they are for sure all on iTunes. So I will be back with more. If you have also listened all the way to the end, I almost forgot to tell you something I'm, I'm, I got a spontaneous idea about. See, spontaneity still, still exists. Planning doesn't take that away, but I'm hosting 12 days of creativity And right now, I'll probably keep it up 
through today. If I come up with a creative way to share all 12 days with you, if you sign up after today, December 10th, I will leave the link up and find a way to link to the other days so you get all 12 days. But essentially, it's one art postcard, I'm calling it, one digital um, piece of art. It may be a physical piece of art I've created. It may be a sculpture. It may be a digital illustration. It may be available for purchase to collect it. It may also just be for me. And one prompt, one creative prompt for you and the art postcard and the prompt is all intended to inspire you. And I came up with this idea really, truly, because I'm so good at being accountable to you. And sometimes I'm not as good at being accountable to me. And as you know, if you know my story, it was my commitment to daily painting that helped me build my business and grow my creative voice and exercise that creative muscle. And so I would just like to do that. I would love to create. I'm having so much fun on the iPad. I'm loving it. I feel like, oh my goodness, there's so many possibilities with this iPad. I've been using Adobe Fresco lately, but I go back and forth with Procreate and I still like the earlier Adobe Sketch, I believe, apps. Adobe Sketch, they're not on my phone. I'm looking right now. I always use them on the iPad. So good, so enjoyable, and just such a lovely, easy way to sit down and make some quick art for the day. So actually, I know what I'm going to make for you tomorrow. I know what I'm going to make. And I'll be doing it in real time because that's the goal, to be doing one every day. I did not plan far enough ahead to make 12 12 pieces of art. And like I said, partly because I want to be making time every day myself. But I will be making it ahead of schedule by a day and sharing it with you the next day. So you can sign up at my Instagram profile at Creative Thursday and if and also at creativethursday.com if I'm able to continue it. If you don't see it there, then uh, I probably will just include the people who signed up right away. I came up with this just this week. I did. And so I just let you on my list know, but I wanted to let you know here on the podcast as well so you can jump in and join us. I'll definitely keep the link up all the way through today, December 10th, when this podcast episode goes live. All right, friends, until next time, I'm wishing you a very happy holiday time and a officially creative week because we know we'll be creating this week and encourage you to give some thought to your planning if you so desire. Until next time, friends. Creative Thursday is recorded and produced by me, Marisa. You can find all things Creative Thursday at creativethursday.com and creativethursdaycourses.com. If you want to sign up for the 12 Days of Creativity, you can do so at creative, the at symbol at Creative Thursday on Instagram. Look for the link in my bio. And if we carry on, it will also be at creativethursday.com. I would like to, because I would love for you to be able to participate, even if you hear this a few days in and get all 12 days. 
So I'm hoping for that. And I will talk to you soon. Thank you for listening.